Welcome back to the Road of Life podcast. We have an amazing episode this time. We've got two of our favorite people on planet Earth, Greg and Kayla Kimball. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Happy to be here, guys. So this is our first episode bringing a guest on. It's pretty, right. it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. So we're we're honored that Greg and Kayla are going to be our first guests. And um, actually, this is the second. This is kind of a a part two of a previous conversation. So for those of you who aren't aware, uh, part one was on the Final Percent podcast. So if you want to catch that. Go there and always uh, like, subscribe. Greg is always on there every week. Massive <laughs> value. He's a great mindset uh, coach, mindset, life, business, whatever you need, he's got. So go over there and um, subscribe, like, comment, and give him some love. Oh, thank you. Uh, the, the, the second part of the conversation was Greg asked us, we had just left our corporate lives and he asked us, you know, what was that moment where you were faced with a decision of like, did you, did you guys just mess up leaving your corporate life? And like, like you're in this entrepreneurial journey and you know, stuff's getting hard and storms are brewing. And he's like, what was that moment for you? So we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about what that moment was. But for those uh, of you who remember network television, they used to do cliffhangers. That's what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> and we're gonna get to that. But first, we thought we'd have a conversation with Greg and Kayla, and then we'll we'll definitely circle back and wrap that conversation up. So, guys, like thanks so much. Thanks so much for being on. So, Any, so literally much. anytime. Anytime. Yeah. So happy. Yeah. So do you wanna get kicked off? Sure. Do you want me to you want to yeah, you, you, you want to keep rolling? You keep rolling. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Meredith, um, Meredith is always sure. 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 I have no idea what I'm about to say, but yes. <laughs> Love it. Say yes so, and stay yes, right? Yep. Yeah, say yes. You never know where you'll end up. Like <laughs> So our our podcast has typically been us just shooting the breeze and just talking about subject matters that, that kind of pop into our brain that, that given week. But this week we've got guests. So we thought we would dive into relationships since that's our main focus in our, in our, uh, in our coaching world. So we thought we'd, you know, throw a couple relationship type questions because you guys are on your journey. You're, you're married, you're obviously in business together and just kind of Share with folks a little bit about your guys' journey and what you guys are up to. So give us the the Coles Notes version because uh, of how you guys met. Because I think it's an interesting story that that will set the foundation for some of these other questions that come up. So do you want to? I'll start. All right. You can interject. All right. You always do. But he makes it 10 times better, let me tell you. So I was... He was up in Colorado. I was working on music in Arizona. I was working for a bank at the time and just trying to somehow find my way in the music industry. Um, so I was singing and recording at this guy's house, my old producer, and was not going super great. We weren't really making a lot of progress. I didn't feel like it was a good fit. And then he started developing feelings for me, made it very awkward when I was trying to just really focus on my career and myself and then try to break into the music industry. And then insert my good friend austin yule who's such who ends up the so best man awesome. at our wedding yeah <laughs> he and i became friends Spoiler. <laughs> and he was actually um working with greg up at his studio working on an album with him in colorado and um i showed him a song i was working on and i was like i really need some help on this song can you give me some pointers or just give me some ideas we can add in and he's like you know try this, try this. But what you really need to do is meet my producer, Greg, because he could really work some wonders with the song. And I think he'll love your voice and yada, yada, yada. So I'm like, cool. I, I want to meet everybody in the industry. Like, like, let's make this happen. And so 
Um, I sent him one of my songs and then he messaged me and was like, Hey, I love what you got. Um, I, the song is really cool. I I love to see what you got in person. I'm actually going to be in Phoenix on business next weekend. Let's meet up. And I'm like, sweet, this big music producer, like, Oh, so cool. I get to do that and meet him. And And, um, we meet and he is awesome. We hit it off. We're like immediately best friends. We go karaoke and he decides to get up on stage and sing me and Mrs. Jones. And, you know, I was very green in the industry at the time. And uh, my old producer could not sing. He was, you know, good engineer and, you know, he would produce the, the music and stuff, but he was not an artist by any stretch. And so I, you know, being so naive at the time thought, no producers are also singers really. Right. Like that I worked with. Right. And so Greg starts singing me and Mrs. Jones. And I remember being in a serious conversation with Austin about whatever. And I like completely ignore him and I pan to the left and I start staring at Greg and he's like, hello, like what? And I'm like, you didn't tell me he could sing. He's like, yeah, I did. I totally told you he could, uh, you didn't tell me he could sing like that. Like that is different. Like there's levels to this. Just saying. So then we, you know, talk even more and I'm just have so many more questions about the music industry, blah, 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 blah. And then, um, you know, he said before he kind of started falling in love with me. I was in denial. It wasn't kind of, it wasn't kind of, I saw her and I was (laughs) head over heels. And um, I just knew that though, that there was something there, like I wanted to help we had conversations about vision and goals for the company, his company and where he wanted to take it. And I was like, I can contribute. Like, I want to help you build this thing and turn it into something that changes the industry across the world. And I was so excited and passionate about it that I literally just dropped everything. I quit my job, moved to Colorado, like pretty quickly. Like that was over the span of a few months. It was like nine months. Where all of that, well, from from when I first met you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when I made the decision, it was like within a couple of months, I was in Colorado and, you know, funny, fast forward to, you know, that's when I also started developing feelings for him and, and whatnot. But we, we joke because I, I talk often about my old producer um, and uh, I didn't want to be in a relationship with a producer. <laughs> Fast forward to my husband and father of my child. Like, I just, I can close. He's better at closing deals, man. <laughs> I'm just saying it worked out really well. So anything you want to add to the, to the story? I think that was good. Okay. I think the only thing I would add that I love, it's one of my, I think it was, one of my favorite Kayla stories, because I still use it to this day. And, and it was, it was, you know, back when you, when people would ask you, you know, are you in love with him when you were moving? You're like, no, not yet. I don't think so. It's not like that. Um, And then you said, there's three words Mm -hmm. that are more powerful than I love you. And that's, I just know. And I think that that's, you know, one of the reasons why we're cut from the same cloth is like, Sometimes when you don't know, you're like, they're like, why are you doing this? I don't know. I just know I need to. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why are you going to, why are you, why do you want to marry Kayla? I don't know. I just know. Why, why are, why are you going to go, you know, be an entrepreneur, or do the, the, do the, this, do the, that, whatever it is, it's, yeah. it's an, I just know. And I think, you know, we, we always say that those three words are more powerful than I love you. And I, I learned that from Kayla. So yeah, I remember that moment was extremely powerful for me. And I, it was a big groundbreaking moment in my life at that point as I was at my aunt's house, um, cause I was staying there and then going to the studio mm-hmm. when I came up to, to visit him before things really materialized and before I finally moved. And I, I had some great experiences working with him at the studio and things were just clicking and vibing and working mm-hmm. well. And I had all these ideas and I knew, I just knew that that was the next step for me in the trajectory of my life. But I was so scared because I was leaving a comfortable job. I had all my friends and family, like huge family, you know, back in Arizona. It's all, it's where I grew up. It's all I ever knew. When she says a huge family, like, she's not kidding. Like this is the biggest family I've ever. My dad has six siblings and they all have kids and it's just like huge cousins. It's a, and it's, it's a big family. It's a big family. Yeah. yeah. And most of them live there. And I, I remember sitting in my, in the room I was staying in and I started, I broke down, I started crying and not because I didn't want to move. It was just, it was that groundbreaking for me. And it was just a lot of emotions to process all at the same time as I knew that was my destiny, but I had to say goodbye to a huge, huge, huge part of what made me, me and things that I loved, but I was willing to make that sacrifice and take that jump. 
and build a parachute on the way down and figure it out as I went. But it was the best decision I ever made because now look at the life that I have now. And I have Conrad and I have, you know, KMG and the final percent and you and all these amazing things that we've been able to build together. And yeah. it's all. And that's why I say, like, we all look at them and I'll be like, man, I'm glad I jumped. Yeah, I'm so yeah. glad I jumped. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, part of our thing is like we always say that, you know, I'm the kite. She's the anchor. Cause like, if I didn't have her grounding me and holding me down, like I would just fly away. Like, I just, like, I have, like, I I have a lot of dreams and I'm very good at what I do, but it's like, I talk a lot about how you have to have strategy and structure and, and strategy is, is, is kind of a synonym for creativity. Creativity is what supercharges the world. Like imagine watching a movie with no music, like little things like that. It, it's, it's a completely different movie. Um, and the thing is, is what tends to happen is creative people or strategic people want more creative people because it's their comfort. And then structured people want more structured people because it's their comfort. But if you look at any incredible like business or relationship or whatever it is, it's my camera is freaking out. Um, you You look at it and it's the supercharge. So Steve jobs and Steve Wozniak, you know, Steve Wozniak was the structure. Steve jobs was the strategy and you have these, it makes everything supercharged and exponential. And I didn't, I don't think I unlocked my potential or even realized who I wanted to be. Not even, not even who I could be, but literally I didn't realize who I wanted to be until I got supercharged by Kayla because I mean, she gave me and same and yeah. And that's the thing. Like we, we talk about it all the time. It's just, you know, it's, it makes everything better. Yeah. You have to find that good blend of strategy and structure and Mm -hmm. we are, we're great at both, but he Mm -hmm. thrives in strategy. I thrive in structure. Mm -hmm. So the combo of all of that just makes things. And I found that we talked about it on the TFP one. Um, She gave a whole like dissertation on what a morning routine was. I had never, I didn't care about what a morning routine was. He broke it down in like 90 minutes at one of our, our summits. I opened up my board. Like I showed, I got super vulnerable and showed exactly like what I do every morning and like down to the team. Like she blew my mind. I was like, I didn't even know structure like that existed. Number one. about it coming soon. And (laughs) I was, yeah, I was like, it, it literally, it blew my mind. And, but she also delivered it and helped people understand why, why it, it yes. was a superpower, mm-hmm. why you chose certain things. And she broke down her Trello board and all. And I was like sitting there like as an absolute student in our conference. Cause I, it, she was like, she was just like, that's like, I was like watching wonder woman on stage. I was, it was unbelievable. She was a freaking superhero. Structure queen. Facts. <laughs> Facts. This is why we get along. I have one oh, of those. Yes. <laughs> you need one. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the the structure, like it just it it's it's. But you need both. Oh that's yeah, you need thing. both. But but that's the thing. There's a reason why structured people usually will end up like you know mid level management. They they're always going to end up making six figures. Like structured people are always going to be okay. Creative people, if they stay with just creative people, they're either crazy rich or crazy poor. You've never, you like, you like, there's a reason they call it the starving artist. And so it's just like, like creative and and strategic people really need the structure. They really do. Um, And the, and the structured people are always going to be okay, but they're supercharged by the creativity. And so that's one of the things like just having her come into my life and ground me. And like, we often joke, like I'm basically always running things at red line, ready to go over the cliff. And then she will grab the reins and pull it before we go over. So thank you for that, by the way, I appreciate that. I got you. So you've got a yin and yang kind of relationship going where you kind of complement each other really well. Aside from that, because obviously that's super important, what are like one or two things that each of you think 
because you guys have an amazing marriage. Like we've seen it up close for the last few years now. You guys get along so well and you've got so many hats, kind of like we do. Yeah. You've got the parenting, the, the marriedpreneur, the business, best friends, all of that. So what are like one or two key things that you attribute to why you guys work so well together in all those aspects? First thing that comes to mind for me is I respect him like crazy in all areas of life. Um, and I think having our friendship first as the foundation of our relationship, this is my opinion on relationships, um, made all the difference in giving us that the strength and stability we needed to endure because we were friends. So we have so many similar interests and and things that just kind of naturally aligned because we gravitated to each other on a friendship level first mm -hmm. and then the romance came later and it yeah. just continued to strengthen and deepen the relationship even more but i mean i started respecting you as a musician and a businessman first and then i you know grew to respect you as a boyfriend fiance husband father all the things and I think for me, at least, those are some of the biggest pieces that made it what it is for me today. I think for me, we we do this weird thing in our relationship that I don't I don't hear a lot of other couples do mm -hmm. is we we will tell each other that we like each other. Yeah, like so many people are like, hey, I love you. But it's like we like actually like each other. You can love someone and not really like being around them all the time. Like we always joke and say like Very true. anytime he goes off with the boys or does anything, he's like, just for the record, like you're always invited to these things. Like we always want to be like, around call, each other all the time. I call <laughs> her bro more than my bros. Like she's like, she's legit my best he friend. He does call me bro. Or I'll look at her. I'll be like, dude, what are you talking dude. about? And she's like, okay, whatever. Like this my <laughs> just part of our vernacular, man. But, like it, it just works. Yeah. I just, I really, I like. Like, I love her, and I think a lot of people don't necessarily realize that at so many levels, those are fundamentally, those are different feelings. Those Like, liking and loving someone is different, and loving, I think people hide behind love a little too much because they'll give people, uh, like, weird passes, but... And it's just like, ah, but, you know, I love them, you know, so it's just I got to put up with it. And when when you really have a friend, you can communicate on that level and just be like, hey, like, what did you mean by that? Like, I this is how I'm taking it. And I don't think that that's how you mean, mean it. Like, that's a, like a friend conversation. It's mm -hmm. like I like who she is as like I love who she is as a mom, but I also like who she is as a mom. I like who she is as a friend. I like who she is as a person. We were at a uh, date night the other, uh, what it was two nights ago, Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, and we spent what the first hour just talking about all the different books that we've read that like basically comparing notes and, and like, Oh, you have to, I'm, and I wish I would have listened to her sooner. Cause she was telling me about the mountain is you by Brianna Wiest. And I was like, Meredith knows. I was like, I've already, I've read it, what, four times now? It's one of it's my like, favorite it's, books it's, of all time. It's, it's groundbreaking. And everybody needs to read it. It's so good. And the other thing that I realized, I think five or four out of the five books that I always recommend people are by women. Because Liz, <laughs> Multipliers by Liz Wiseman, unbelievable book. Um, uh, Mindset by Carol Dweck, unbelievable book. Um, Mel Robbins, Mel Robbins, Brene Brown. Brown, like it's just there's this insight that I think, unfortunately, with the way that we have kind of evolved as society, where we we get kind of tunnel vision from like this one perspective. And I've always been I've always been I've, I'm, like one of the things that I've said for a really long time is I, I'm always looking for insight, not necessarily agreement. And so even if I don't agree with what Kayla is trying to tell me. I always want to know what she's talking about, why she's talking about it, where it came from, because like it might change my, my mindset, it might change my opinion. Um, and even if it doesn't, like there's been so many times where, and we don't even, we don't even do the whole, let's just agree to disagree. Like, we're just like, Oh, that's your point of view. Cool. 
this is my point of view. And then we stay in the same house. We're still just as in love. Like, I don't have to make you think what I think for me to like you. Like, I don't, I never, oh, what you guys said, I think is probably the best way. We really feel a sense of belonging in the family. Neither one of us are ever trying to fit in. Like, she's never trying to fit in to be around me. I'm not trying to fit in. To, like, we have, like, I, 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 you complete me. <laughs> For a second there, I was like, are you being dead serious? You're ridiculous. I know you are, but anyway, I love you so much. But it's just like, I, like, we belong to this family. We belong to each other. And I never want her to try to fit in, like. There's so many times where she'll tell me like, wow, you're, you're, you're nuts. Have fun. Like, <laughs> well, hope it all works out. Being authentically ourselves. Yeah. It's yeah. very good. I, I think that's the most powerful concept and it, and it comes from Brene Brown, the way I, the way I've adopted it. it. And we touched on it briefly in the first part of this episode of the TFP side, but to your point, you know, belonging doesn't require you to change who you are. It requires you to be who you are. Yeah. The minute you try and change that, you're trying to fit in. And fitting in doesn't give you a sense of belonging. And we're all looking for a sense of belonging. We all want to feel like we belong somewhere with someone and some group and some place. And if you try and hide part of yourself, you never, ever actually get that. And so to me, that that's like, it was just such a sort of groundbreaking concept for me that, yeah, we all want to belong. And the only way to belong is to actually be yourself. It's the only thing yeah. you have to do, but it's the hardest, scariest thing you're probably ever going to do. And so it's being able second. to do that with each other is what creates that belonging together. Mm-hmm. Yep. And also goes back to oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just saying it all circles back to vulnerability. So it's all connected. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Actually, all right. My most, my super quick story. When I realized I was messing up on vulnerability with her, and she is about to be like, I cannot believe that you're about to say this on a podcast. But in the interest of vulnerability, we're we're going there. We're going there. Um, I still remember the first time when I realized I was messed up in the head and didn't realize it in our marriage. Uh, We had decided and I think this was probably two and a half, three years ago, we decided to take a bath together. And I remember not wanting to get naked in front of her. And so much so, (laughs) so much so that I, I thought, I thought that it would be a really good idea. I thought that it would be a really good idea for me to just hide really quickly. So I'm going to get naked super fast. I'm just going to hop in the water. Here's the problem. I did not fully comprehend the temperature of the water. So, so, so I hop in the water and she's like faced this way. I hop right out of the water. I'm standing on top of our bathtub, covering myself up, going like this. And I, and at that moment, she's just like, number one, she's like, what just happened? Number one. And number two, what are you doing? Like, we've been married for seven years and you're over here going like, ah! like, oh my God. And that's when I was just like, I, and I had no idea that I was self-conscious. I had no idea that I didn't even want to do that. And now I'm not going to lie. I've been working on my fitness. I strut my stuff whenever <laughs> I can. I think actually, and we touched on it in the exponential relationship series on the TFP app and website, there's like vulnerability, intimacy, being naked together. Like I know we made Salo super uncomfortable when he was recording that part of the series. <laughs> but it really does create a stronger connection. Like when you sleep naked or when you're willing to be your complete vulnerable self and like you know warts and all like it's it really does build that 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 intimacy between you and so you know that must have been a little bit scary for you in that moment one the the actual moment but two that then realizing like oh shoot like I might have a little bit of work to do here so that I can be my full self with my wife so that we don't have that sliver of a wall between us that has the potential to create a divide and I had right. no idea the wall had even started. 
until totally. I jumped into boiling water. <laughs> but it's such a it's such a cool example of noticing like you and, and it's why you guys have such a great relationship is you notice that little thing that's that's there and you're like ooh, I, I don't like I don't like that I have to I have to do some work here and you did it immediately in the moment and took down that wall whereas I think a lot of relationships where they get into trouble is that they notice they, it they notice that but they aren't willing to go there with themselves and the wall gets bigger and bigger and bigger and you didn't allow that. So it's just really cool. It's a really cool example for people like you. You have to have conversations. Anytime you sense that red flag pop up in your relationship and something's not driving or something's not right, like you need to talk about it. Otherwise, like sweeping it under the rug, like it's just going to fester in your head and build resentment and all these negative thoughts and feelings that just don't need to be there. And open communication really is everything. And then you just start telling yourself stories like false I, narratives i i think i i did a couple podcasts on this but i i had to go through like i don't know pro- i'd say a good like four months of the idea of acceptance because and not just acceptance of me but acceptance of other people because i i found myself like inviting people to things or saying hey do you want to work out or Hey, let's get together. And I wasn't getting a response or people would cancel last minute or they would always have something else. And so then I started telling myself, you know, they don't want to hang out with you. You're not liked, you're not loved, you're not this, but maybe they're going through something. I just need to accept people's answer and then I need to move on. And so I had to go through an acceptance of, you know, instead of trying to make them fit into what I thought was happening. I just had to be like, oh, cool. That's where they're at. And I think that that's a, a really important thing for people to go through, um, for people to go through is acceptance of wherever someone else is at. Cause we're always trying to get people to accept where we're at, but you know, there's just so many times where when someone will give me a piece of information and then I'll get mad or I'll feel some type of way, or I, invent these stories or a stew on it. And then cynicism comes and resentment comes. And one of the things I I ask people all the time, I say like, look, you're never going to get a positive result from a negative thought. So if you have a negative thought, you, you should do one of two things with it. Let it go, which is usually what you need to do because you're probably wrong or go talk to the person. If it's a real problem, talk to the person. And so I think we're really good about that is if she tells me something, even if I don't like it, I'm really good about, okay, do I need more information? Do I have to go down this or do I, can I accept where she's at? And that helped me with her. It helped me with my friendships. It helped me with business partnerships. And I think that that's one thing is just be more accepting of people. Again, even if you don't agree with them, who cares? Why do they need to agree with you? And why do you need to agree with them? If that's their truth, if that's what's going on with them, come from a place of acceptance and understanding and and not trying to constantly stress yourself out by like, these people need to conform to my way of thinking. Like that's right. stressful. Like, mm-hmm. it has, it's destructive. It's just, and so it's destructive. Just, that's a really, that it is destructive from of yourself and the relationship and the person. So I think that's yeah, about Once I started thing. shifting my mindset and being more accepting of, of things like that, like it, it changed everything for me. I felt so much more inner peace. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, yeah. oh, well, just accept it and move on. Like you can't control it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's, I think that's, I'm so glad you said that, Kayla, because that's where I was, where my mind was going next is like, you know, we're all, we all, as humans, I think, tell stories, right? Like, and in, in, when there's a gap in information, we fill it. Like, it happens in the corporate world. It happens in your personal life. It happens everywhere. If you've got a gap in information, you fill it with your story. And we always connect things from our perspective because we are the center of our own universe. We're yeah. the only ones who lived our experience. So our story is centered around us and our beliefs. And I think what we're all ultimately striving for, you know, you can, you could argue several things, peace, joy, but I'm sorry, happiness. But I, I think ultimately we're all seeking peace, right? Like I think inside around us, none of us want to live in the chaos. None of us want to live with the chaos and the resentment and that sort of negativity inside. 
And the way we get there, it, I think all comes down to our beliefs. And yeah. it, you really briefly in the first part of this episode on the TFP podcast around like the truth is somewhere in the middle. Like there, I have a truth, you have a truth. There's multiple truths that exist. And sometimes when we're like, we're trying to seek the truth and the truth is an absolute and it's an ultimate. And it's like, not necessarily, you know, we all have different truths and we can choose to believe the best story. We can choose to believe in that gap in information that exists and the story that we tell ourselves, we can choo choose to believe something negative, something self-centered, something whatever, or we can choose to believe something positive to your point. Like, I don't know what they're dealing with. Maybe I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I'll think of the absolute best possible version of this story in my head that gives um, gives me peace and, and power and creates peace sort of in this relationship because the other person doesn't necessarily know the story that you're telling and they're telling a story. And so I think we all have the ability to create and maintain peace in our lives and we don't always do it. Like we have the choice to believe something that brings us peace or we have the choice to believe something that brings us chaos or resentment or bitterness and, and that stuff just festers. And it was a really difficult concept for me to wrap my head around at first, but I'm like, but no, but there is a truth, but there is one sort of thing that is true. And it's like, no, I get to choose what I yeah. believe and I can choose something that makes me stressed out or I can choose something that brings me peace. And once yeah. I have peace, then like, ah, everything becomes easier. And so I just thought it was a really, it was a really powerful shift in my mindset over the last six to 12 months that I get to decide what I tell myself, what I believe, what the story is. And that is what dictates my level of happiness, my level of peace, what I'm living with in my day-to-day -day life. And I just found it to be such a, a difficult, but once I made it like life-changing shift in my mindset um, yeah. that I get to decide what I live in, yeah. what I accept, what I'm going to create around me. Well, and I love like, I, you know, the, you have no idea how many times like you've actually coached me because like, I'll be like, you know, grumpy or frustrated with something. And then it's like somehow like God's just like, Oh, check out this like little thing that uh, Meredith's talking about. And, and inevitably it's where you're like, well, what's the best that can happen? You're like, I just started saying what's the best that can happen. And you have no idea how many times that's shown up for me at the perfect time so that's such a good question it, yeah like and what who the hell made it what's the worst that can happen why is that what we started this with? negative programming from when we were yeah. born yeah. like scared and Crazy. fearful and the victim mentality and all yeah that's well, and our brains naturally go to worst case scenario and i'm sure it's like biological evolutionary i'm sure all that is part of it our brains automatically go what's the worst what's the worst that could happen and so we don't need to consciously ask ourselves that question because our brains are going to go there by default yeah. our brains got that covered <laughs> right yeah. if we can consciously flip it and, and literally like to your point what's the best that could happen and start lining up all those proof points because your beliefs really are just because you have your reticular activating system and all the crazy smart things our brain does for us it mm -hmm. lines up the proof points either way so you might as well ask yourself what's the best that could happen and start lining up all those stories and all those and, then it'll, and oftentimes those paths will appear they start mm -hmm. appearing totally. so yeah. choose empowering yeah. thoughts yeah, exactly. Cool. So before we get to the, the cliffhanger and answering that, we wanted to ask you guys, what does an exponential relationship mean to you? Ooh, I like this. That's a good one. You want to go first? You want me to go first? I'm thinking. Does that mean I go? You go first. Okay. An exponential relationship for me means... It, it kind of circles around the movie uh, A Knight's Tale for me. Um, the whole idea in the movie is, you know, a person can change their stars. 
And so they're, they're put under these stars to that. Basically this is who you are. This is your family. This is your station in life. This is this. And I just remember because I grew up so poor and I grew up in, you know, an incredibly uh, abusive environment in my family. Um, I, I remember almost always consciously choosing the opposite of what I was being shown and taught. And I remember at a very early age and, and I, I love my parents, but you know, everyone's made mistakes, but I, I remember this very, very clearly. I was about, I was either six or seven and my dad was like the captain of running away. Like if there was, if we're going to fight, like we had a house in Laramie, we had a house in, in Centennial. If, if they fought, he goes to the, the house in Centennial and, uh, he was getting ready to leave. And my mom is a handful to say the least. I love her, but she's not innocent in these things. But I remember they're in this huge fight. Plates have been broken. Plates have been thrown. My dad's getting ready to walk out the door. Uh, my mom gets pissed off, grabs a frying pan, hits him in the back of the head. He turns around, punches her in the face, knocks her out. I start uncontrollably crying. And I remember it was at that moment, whatever that anchor was for me, uh, I said, I will always choose a different path than this one. Unfortunately, a lot of people are born in that circumstance. They're born under those stars. So it self-perpetuates to where that kid becomes either the victim or the villain or some combination. And I just always remembered I want to choose love and I want to find a way to be an example of what a relationship can be. And so a rel an exponential relationship is actually not necessarily internal. It's it, believe it or not, in my brain, it's much more external because an exponential relationship is one that is an example that doesn't shame, that empowers people to say, I think I can do that instead of the must be nice instead of the, Oh, it's because they're different. I want them to understand that, you know, at so many levels, love is just love. And if you choose love, you're, you're, you're basically always going to win. And when Kayla and I are, you know, loving on each other, it's going to show Conrad how he should be a man to his, his wife. It's going to show him how to treat a, a, a woman. It's going to show him how to, you know, go do like it's exponential because it's going to be the building blocks for how he is a relation is in a relationship. It's exponential because it's the building blocks for how Sallow is probably going to be in a relationship. Um, and it's the building blocks for, you know, our future, you know, and, and what we want to create. And, you know, it's, we really, really disagree with, uh, um, I'm not going to name names, but there's one very specific uh, couple that does couples coaching and specifically the, the, the female will stand on stage and say, you have to fight in your relationship. Fighting is normal. If you don't fight, your relationship is broken. And if you don't fight it, it's like all these things. And like, we're looking at each other and we're like, man, by their standards, we're extra messed up <laughs> because we've actually, <laughs> only had one fight ever and it was on the the first year anniversary of us dating there was a little bit of alcohol might have been involved a lot of bit of alcohol was involved we don't even remember what we thought so about we were thinking very clearly super clearly um and and again we we went through that tumultuous experience um and then we just said, yeah, we're not, we're not going to do that anymore. That was, it didn't feel right. It just felt so are. like we are not, that's not who we are. Mm -hmm. And so an exponential relationship is one that by how you treat each other and the example that you set for the world, 
inspires and empowers other people to try to do the same thing. And so it exponentially has this ripple effect of making a, a better ecosystem in the, the, the home life balance. Honestly, I, I'm sitting here listening to Greg and I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I wholeheartedly feel the exact same way about an exponential relationship. The only single word I will add that kind of takes it goes all, the final that, percent. It goes the final percent. <laughs> yes. Is it turns it into a legacy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Generational Fair. legacy. I love that. Yeah. yeah. That's I, awesome. That's a great answer. And, and, and I, and I, you know, feel that like I felt that because that's how you described how I feel in this relationship. Like I feel empowered. I feel like we have the opportunity and the ability to be role models and inspire. And so like, I, I really felt your definition of exponential relationships. So I, I really enjoyed that answer. Yeah. Well, and, I, and I think that that's why we've been able to become such friends is because we speak a, a very similar language in how a relationship is. And it's, I remember, I can't remember. It was within the last, it was within the last couple months. Um, it was at one of the Denver, it, not Denver regionals. It was at one of the regional trainings for Renatus and someone who had also come to a TFP event that knows you guys was at a, uh, a regional event and when I was standing on stage, I, I was talking about how, you know, I missed my wife and this, that, and the other. And then they responded with, not everyone can have a relationship like you and Kayla and Craig and Meredith. And I looked at them dead in the face on stage and I said, why not? Hey. Right. Why not? Why not you? you? Of course but you I, can. I, I just said, why not? And And they had never even thought of that response. When I said that, they were like, I, I I mean, like, they literally, it was just like an immediate, like they had no idea how to respond. It's just, they, they, and it's wow. because they never made the decision that it could be them. Yeah. They just always thought they had to be how they were programmed. They always, they always thought that they had to, you know, be the version that their, their dad was or their mom was, or whoever taught them what a relationship was. And it's just, it's just not true. Yeah. Like you, can, like you said, I think, I don't remember if it, where you said it, one of the retreats at some point, but you're, and you said it with love to a group of people, but you're not special. Like <laughs> the things that work for other people work for you. And so I feel that we're very special, but we're also not special. There's yeah. not, we don't have a secret ingredient. There's nothing magical. It feels magical, but because we do the work, like you said earlier, uh, must be nice. It, it is because they're doing because we did yeah, the we, must. We, yeah. yeah we did and the must to have the nice yeah. yeah and it's not even like we did the must we're doing the must every, every day. day and you do the must every day that's the big thing is is it's not like to have the marriage like oh we have a marriage we're done totally <laughs> uh no you got tomorrow and the next day and hopefully the next day and the next day like more years you have a marriage now the work begins yeah. yeah. Totally. So I, I, it goes back to what you said that we're not special. Everyone yeah. is capable of having a relationship like yours and like ours. It just takes work. And I know that not everyone likes to hear that, but it's totally worth the work. Totally, oh, totally. worth it. Well, I think that's in every area of your life. It's a cheat well, code. I, it is a cheat code for life. And I think that's the other thing. Why I say like it's not special is like we get into the the guru ship where it's like, Oh, I've got the six steps for this. I've got the, you know, t here, here's the 10 steps to being a millionaire. Here's the, who cares? Like just get around some people. And this is why I always say the number one rule for marriage, for relationships, for communities, for whatever you have to say yes. And then you have to stay. Yes. But most people, they say yes. And then they're looking for a reason to leave instead of a reason to stay. And they tell themselves stories, whether it's financial, it's emotional, it's time, it's distance, all these things come into it. And then they forget what is possible. And then they lose these exponential relationships, whether it's marriage, friendships, you know, whatever. The other thing that I find in, in coaching is you'll watch people 
join a group. They don't do the work. They get mad at the group. They join another group. Same thing, same thing. And then they end up, they're like a part of like 15 different groups and they're, and they're mad at all of them. Not going deep. Nothing works. Yeah. They're all, they're all a scam. And you know, and that's why like, I love like some of the things that you guys say about your coaching program. Like what if it, what if it really does work? Like what if, what if, what if you can actually like fix your marriage? What if you actually, I don't know, did the work? Wait, what wait, if you what would that be for your life? Yeah how, yeah, how how much does it change if you have the your there's a reason they say your significant other because mm-hmm. they're significantly important to uh, everything. <laughs> so what what if you actually like had that special marriage? What if you actually like did the must to have the nice? The mm-hmm. the reason until people change things to must it's not going to change as long as it's an option or as long as it's a, ah, you know, maybe, maybe we could do this. Maybe next, you know, I'll work on my marriage next month. I'm a little busy this month. Good luck with that. Don't kick your marriage down the road. You can kick a lot of things down the road. Do not kick your marriage down the road. Because your marriage makes everything else harder or everything else easier. Everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree. And it comes back to what we talked about, the beliefs. Like to your point, maybe I'll do it. What if it doesn't work for me? And what if like what if it does? What's yeah. the best that could happen? Believe the story. Oh, tell right the story there. What's the best that can happen? <laughs> right. <laughs> so good. So should we circle back to the uh cliffhanger? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. give it to us. Yes. I've I want to know. I'm I've been on a cliffhanger. Since the last episode, wanting to know what it was. I don't even know. I'm excited. So uh, let's recap. So you you left us, you asked us the question, you know, having left the corporate world, going into entrepreneurship and trying to figure out this life. Was there a moment where you were like, was there a moment where you were like, oh, shit, what did we do? Why did we do this? And the answer is, yeah, I think there's been several. Which one are you <laughs> I think, pick? I think there's been lots, but one that... You're like, are you talking about this morning? <laughs> yeah. Actually, yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. But the one that I think stands out for me, and you can jump in at any moment, but it was 20, uh, almost two, was it two years ago? Like January 2022. So we're almost January 2024. So January 2022. So almost two years ago, um, we had left our corporate jobs, jumped out of the plane, no parachute. We're building it on the way down. We're trying to figure out what this life looks like, what, what we're going to do with our life. And we get this thought that like real estate, got to be real estate. Real estate is the vehicle that makes more millionaires than any other vehicle on planet earth. It's got to be real estate. So we're going to jump into real estate full go- full gear. And uh, so we do, we jump into real estate, we find the guru, we start the business and we were in this business for what seven six weeks weeks. and we were like holy crap we're miserable this sucks what (laughs) have we done this is a nightmare and not like this is hard push through it like deep-seated deep-rooted you know you don't want to do it (laughs) i don't feel good with this yeah you know you're not not I was not for you. 100%. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was that moment and we were so we were both like every day getting up and doing all the work with this business and like at, at some point we just like looked at each other's like did did we just leave six figure jobs for the same basically misery but like without the six figures? <laughs> <laughs> Like that's to put into perspective. Like, that's, that's part of the the podcast series that needs to come yeah. out. Yeah. Yes. So I like we we had to like look at each other and be like, I'm I'm miserable. Like, are you? And like, are we impacting our relationship? Yeah. Like, we were snippy. We were we're both miserable, right? So that that shows up the, together. The frequency we were at, the energy we were at, was just low. It was just like you know. So so 
And to put that in perspective, my first day not working my corporate job, January 1, 2022. So we're still on the first 30 days of of not being in a corporate job that we're like, oh, 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 shit. Did we, we, we really screwed this up. And, and it made us think not only did we like make the wrong decision in getting into real estate, this real estate business, but did we, did we screw up in leaving the security of what we had before? Mm-hmm. And so I would say that that was, that was the, our first oh shit. That, that was the, that was the biggest one yeah. that, that comes to mind. For but me. to your point, like when the, you know, six months later, when the severance income stopped yeah. coming, it's like, we haven't replaced it. Oh my God. It's been like, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to be homeless. Cause we, we had, you know, to, we had said like, we didn't have a plan. Right. And, but we had, because we didn't have a plan, we also had dozens of plans. You know, you make a plan, you scrap the plan, you make a plan, you scrap the plan. And so all of those plans got us to the point that we had replaced our corporate income within that, you know, six, eight month period of time. And then when we didn't, obviously, it was like, oh shit, oh my God, we made a mistake. Oh my God, like, you know, and the whole house of cards comes crumbling down because, you know, you're not where you thought you should be when you think you're supposed to. So the story you're telling yourself creates the stress, the chaos, the misery, the bitterness inside of you. And then there's been dozens of moments since then, you know, life gives you a little kick like it did a couple of days ago. We got a little kick and it was like, oh God. But then- you're like, no, actually that was the universe telling us we need to stay put and stabilize. And, and so finding the lesson in all of those, oh shit moments and all those little kicks that the universe gives you, it's like, how badly do you want this? You say you want this. Do you really want it? Are you willing to work for it? What's the lesson? Find the lesson. Because I I firmly now believe that those lessons, those are just the required steps along the way to your point oh, yeah. binder, if the last page says you have to learn these 15 lessons to live the life of your dreams how fast do you want to find all those lessons and live the life of your dreams you're looking yeah. for those things now and so it's all about how you present it to yourself and so there's been a lot of oh shit moments over the last two years but i mean we needed every single one of them or we wouldn't be here yeah. so yeah. we eventually found our way I I think wow. uh I think one of the the things that happened in there is when you guys start, you know, putting out all the different books that you guys are gonna do, which I know is inevitable. Um, one of the things that I thought you were gonna say and then it, it completed in my head, and then I thought about it and I'm like, ooh, that'd be a good book title. It says, We didn't have a plan, but we had each other. Yeah. Because that's good. Like literally, that's how you guys operate. Like, yeah, and yeah. you guys are so good at operating that way, and it always works out. And it works out exactly the way that it should yeah. work out. And you know, I know Brian will be mad that we used the should word because uh, you know should's a shame word. However, you know, in this case, it's 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 in a positive thing yeah. because you know you're becoming who you need to be. And, you know, I remember when we first started, we were talking about, okay, like coaching practice, like, you know, Meredith over here, Craig over here, and then sometimes together and then this, and then you guys just like looked at each other one day. And it's just like, yeah, but like, why, why anything not together? Like, I feel like let's just, I, let's just do it together. And it's just like, it's, we didn't have a plan, but man, we had each other and watching all of those moments in you guys has been it's been great for us. It's so fun to watch you guys operate. You're just amazing. Yeah. I just, I love who you are in the world, how you are in the world. And that's why, you know, on my podcast, when I was, I was helping people understand how much admiration and respect I have for you guys. Um, it's, it's, it's not a, it's, it's very, very real. And it's, be, it's from, specific experience and interaction it's not like oh i had these clients and you know like cool i want to like give them a little nudge it's like no like i love you guys and i'm so happy that this industry gets to experience people who care because it's you guys care at a level that unfortunately is really rare um we're losing compassion in humanity and the way you show up in the world, whether you're at the grocery store to help people out, whether you're in our community helping people out, your community helping people out, or or the couples, 
the the underlying thing is caring and that's stemming from how you care about each other and it, it's just you're you you are an exponential relationship and it's it's fun to watch and like i i love the fact that you guys were courageous enough to take on that because i know it come it comes from a deep place of caring and that's why it's just because so many people would talk to Kayla and myself about couples coaching. We're just, it, it got so hard that we, we were just like, we, we, we can't do it. Not, not, we, it's, we just, so the yeah. fact that you guys take that yoke and are plowing that field and helping people get to these exponential relationships and find the possible behind the marriage it's so many people, you know, I, I love, I love what Craig just said. He said, well, okay, cool. You're, you're, you're married. Now the work begins. It's yeah. <laughs> the work wasn't to get married. The, the, that's actually way easier than what comes next. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's, and it, it's so much easier with a guide and specifically a guide that doesn't, it's not theory based. It's a guide where you look at their marriage and it's like, what, obviously obviously and i love i just i love watching you guys explore life explore each other it's like every time i talk to you guys you're on some new crazy (laughs) diet well we're trying wild fit and i can have berries for like these like 16 minutes (laughs) (laughs) it's just like you guys are such great explorers of humanity and People, the, the world needs more of you. So and it's great energy. Like yeah. energy doesn't lie. And you guys always bring such a special, like positive, yeah, joyful, like en- awesome energy. Yeah. And it's infectious. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's that's boy, that's the truth. And, and that goes double for you guys as well. Like it's, uh, you know, we've the last, what's it been two years? Yeah. The last two years, getting to know you guys has been amazing. It's um, just been an honor. To, well, it's changed to, our lives. Yeah, completely. and to, to to watch you guys grow as well, like it's and it's just really cool to have a front row seat to it and to experience it together and go through life with yeah. with such such amazing people and relationships that you know that they do it the right way. They're going through life the right way and trying to make the world a better place. So it's just cool it's been an absolute cool. honor. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing we just, you know, I don't, I don't co-sign people, you know, unless like I have a look under the hood and, Mm -hmm. and knowing the under your business and, and, you know, and even more important, the, the, I can't, now I can't remember if I said it on this one or the other one, but just like the fact that, you know, you guys have seen me at my best and my worst, and you've been such incredible friends um, and allowing me to have a safe space and to be vulnerable. You know, it's hard for, you know, cause like traveling and I'm on all the time and it's, it's such a, it's a refreshing thing to have people. And, and I don't think that people understand how strong you have to be to be around someone who is always on when they turn off. So when that person turns off and, and I tell Kayla this all the time, cause you know, I, I say how strong do you have to be if everyone's leaning on me and, and you're one of the only people I lean on. Um, and, and now I have you guys in my life cause you know, I've leaned on you guys as well. I've bounced ideas off of you. I've, I've, I've talked to you about, you know, feelings that you know i've had about you know you know basically everything (laughs) it's 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 nice to have that final percent relationship to where i'm not keeping something in reserve um Mm -hmm. and being able to be vulnerable and you know unfortunately just to you know maybe not wrap this up in in the prettiest bow but yes vulnerability is a superpower however you do still need to be kind of picky and choosy on who you are vulnerable with um, because I've unfortunately been vulnerable and that's why I got so guarded for so long. Cause I was vulnerable with the wrong people 
that really used it against me or when I opened up, they twisted the knife. And um, when you're vulnerable and, and, and going back to the spouse, when you're vulnerable with your spouse, you know, that's such a, a pure thing, you know, going back to the beginning of this episode, um, you guys talked about trust. And I think, or maybe that was the beginning of the other one. They're meshing. Um, But trust is important. And trust, you know, I I said that the most important thing for me is not the truth. It's it's respecting where the other person's truth is, but specifically honesty and loyalty. And if you think about it, if you smash honesty and loyalty together, it kind of sounds like trust. So, you know, so I just, I, I, I would just say from me to you guys, uh, thank you guys for becoming some of my best friends and and providing me a freaking safe place to not have to be on all the time. Sometimes when I'm just like, hey, I'm just a dude kind of going through it that's freaking out a little bit. Can I have a hug? Mm-hmm. Always opening your arms and giving me that hug. It's been 20 seconds. Yeah. yeah, the- yes. <laughs> If you, if you guys don't know, the the, the, the the hug needs to last 20 seconds to get the full benefits. That's an exponential hug. Yep. That's an exponential, That's an exponential hug. hug. Great <laughs> Get that ex- oxytocin yeah, right. flowing. Yeah. It gives you a sense of belonging. You don't have to yeah. fit in. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's awesome, guys. So we so appreciate you guys. And one thing you said that I thought was, was really cool is that we all need those final percent relationships on our road of life. So yeah, it's a final percent. Now we, now we got the the pretty bow. We wrapped that with a bow. That was good. Very well done. So thank you guys so much for being on. And that's it for this episode of the road of life podcast. We'll catch you next time. Road of life. Yes, you are.